When you get old, where will you be living? Most people would rather live in their home. So we're talking today with Jenny Wagner from Vesta Senior Network about how to age in place. This is Retirement Revealed, where Jeremy Kyle and his guests guide you towards making smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions. Jenny, welcome to the show. Hi, Jeremy. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on and, and talking about how to age in place, successfully age in place. But before we do that, tell us about yourself and also about Vesta Senior Network. Okay. Well, I'm one of the co-owners of Vesta Senior Network. Um, Pam Foti couldn't be here today. We're busy day at Vesta. However, You're helping uh, people out. Yep. Helping all our, our, our clients and friends and family members that need a little assistance. We formed our business back in 2013. And um, what we do is we help families when they need to find either independent senior living with a continuum of care, meaning I'm independent now, but for the when or if I may need some help, I want it to be right there. We also help families find assisted living for when um, someone's either had a life event like a stroke or a fall or some other type of a hospitalization that ends up in a rehab stay where now it's not safe to be at home. So then we're looking at assisted living that's going to be appropriate for that individual's circumstances. Um, and that could be care needs, that could be finances. It's a lot of, of part, pieces to that puzzle. Um, and then the last part of what we do is, is just helping families understand the whole, you know, navigating what the options are. Maybe it's putting in-home care in place in your own home where you already live. Um, and in, you know, in those cases, again, is it financially feasible and for how long and is it enough care um, so that we're going to be happy and safe for a good amount of time? So those are kind of the areas that we mostly help families. Also, some just guidance with things like hospice or other parts of senior living, um, rehab, in-home health, those types of things. But um, those are all separate entities and, and certainly happy to talk about that, but I don't want to get too far into the woods here today. Well, you've helped hundreds of people, if not over a thousand, I think. Go yes, through thousands and, since yeah. uh, it's been over 10 years, so easily you know, over probably closing into just over 2000 families. Yeah. And then most people have one or two or three experiences, uh, not the thousands, which is why it's so great that you're able to share this information. It sounds like a bit of it is education and a bit of it is being like a realtor for long-term care facilities. Does that sound about right? Yeah, kind of. A big part of our job and a mission to the why we built our company is to educate people because we deal with this infrequently. Like you just said, you might do it for your parent and then your other parent and then maybe your in-laws, that sort of thing. Um, so you might do it three, maybe four times in your life where because we do this all day, every day, helping people understand what options exist out there and kind of the rules of the game in terms of how this works financially and those sorts of things. You can't be your best self and do make your best choices unless you're confident in understanding how, like you can't play the game of cribbage unless you know the rules. You can't play euchre unless you know the rules. Same thing. When you go into a situation where you're making a lifelong decision or, or a purchase or a, or a big um, decision, you need to know all the rules and, and feel 
comfortable about that part. So education, of course, is the number one thing. And then beyond that, yes, we're realtors, but we, we bring a bias. We bring which places are doing a great job, have great state audits, have great leadership teams, hire the right people, have great nurses, because those types of companies are going to be providing great care. So helping people kind of get through the woods to where the best places exist. And then of those best places, what's going to work for my situation? Yeah. When you say my situation, a lot of times it's the the family member, like it's your, your, your aunt, your mom, who, who are you usually kind of helping out? Who's, who's kind of coordinating this a lot of times? The, uh, the wise, it's mostly an adult child. And a lot of times it's the adult daughter, if there is one. Um, yep. Sometimes we work with sons, but it just tends to be, you know, women tend to be caregivers. That's just their, a lot of times, gut instinct. Um, so a lot of times it's adult daughters. Sometimes it's a spousal situation, which is very sad, but that can be, you know, that can be really happening. Um, that's how it was for my own, for my, um, I was helping my mother-in-law for my father-in-law for memory care. You know, it, it varies, but I would say a good percentage of the people that we work with are adult children you know, son or daughter worried about mom or dad or both. Yeah. And a lot of times it's a crisis situation. You're, you're telling me once that people are often calling you saying the hospital is discharging mom in a couple hours. Where should we go? That's, that doesn't <laughs> yeah. seem to be the best time to, to, to find this out or make at least a, a reasoned decision, which is why it's helpful to have somebody guide you through it. But when should, like, when should you start researching long-term care facilities? You know, that's going to be different for everyone. There are some, you know, if if you're someone who is all by yourself, not married and, and don't have children, then maybe looking into senior living with a continuum of care is a smart because now you have social and you have a little bit of that care support or all the care support that you need moving forward. Where other people who, you know, if both husband and wife are doing fairly well and have a ranch style home that's safe and accessible and have family close by to help out with things, they may be a little more secure staying in their home for a longer amount of time. Anytime that you start, I always say we only have a certain amount of gas in our tank. And as soon as you start having days where it's taking a lot of your energy to mm -hmm. do just halfway through the day, you might start thinking about maybe I need a little bit of in-home care. Maybe I need to start looking at places to find out what might work for me. Some people are very, very social and the community style of living is attractive. Other people have lived in their same house 40, 50, 60 years and have no desire to leave. Part of that is a financial discussion because in-home care is more costly than living in a community. But kind of walking through those details and getting a better understanding of what might work for your situation is a good idea to do as we're like maybe, you know, in our 80s, in our late 70s, depending on the person. Everybody's different and we're all living longer. So it's hard to, for me to just say, when you're 79, you should do this. It's how much energy do you have? How are you feeling about things? What are your health concerns? There's a lot of things that, you know, on each individual basis, we have to think about those things. Yeah. I, I like that idea of kind of asking yourself when you, uh, is it taking me too much energy to get through my regular day? 
well, then that's that's giving a sign that you need some sort of help, uh, whether it's in-home care or, or maybe the help is a different living arrangement that just makes it easier for you to get through the day. Um, I'm going to ask you a little bit about that, but before that, something you mentioned to me once was that 80% of nursing home placements are because of a fall. And so you get just some quick tips, like how, how can you go about, what, what's the best way to, to do all you can to prevent a, a falling situation? Excellent point. That is a, a little known statistic and very true. And that's, so when people, and when I, when, um, when you said nursing home placement, that statistic is um, when you go to a nursing home, most of us are going there for rehab, for a temporary stay to get better. So what is it that caused you to have a quick hospital stay? Because generally when we have an event like a fall or an injury or a heart attack or something, we get only a certain number of days in the hospital and then we move on to a nursing home, a rehab stay in a nursing home to continue to stabilize and get stronger. And 80% of those rehab stays in a nursing home happen due to a fall. And that's just because that's the most prevalent event that is happening to people. Our healthcare is getting so, so good that we don't die from our first heart attack. We don't die from our first stroke. Um, we have a lot of ability to help people be better and to stabilize, stabilize on medication, where sometimes a fall can break a hip or break a major bone in your body and or many and, and put you into a, a very physically frail situation. So things that we can do, um, one of the things I love is um, the part that we lose as we age is our core strength. And not everybody's going to go out there and do a ton of yoga or Pilates, but there are little exercises we can do just while we're standing around in our kitchen, hang on to the counter and stand on one leg while you're waiting for the toast to toast. And then when it pops up, switch to the other leg, holding onto the counter. Let's be safe here. We don't need to fall down. But little things to help gain further strength in your core, because that's the kind of strength that when you're walking and you have like a little stumble, like you trip on a throw, throw rug or something like that, that core strength is what helps you regain your balance and, and that sort of thing. And so those little exercises can be helpful. The other thing is just removing those danger zones. Remove the, the throw rugs. If you have a dog and the dog continues to bring out the dog toys every day, <laughs> you know, maybe either train the dog to put them back in the basket or have a certain time of the day where you pick up all the, the dog toys or maybe just get a different pet because um, <laughs> those trip hazards are a little bit scary. And then just things going through the home and whether it be yourself or having someone who is, um, you know, a adult child, uh, a younger, maybe a, a grandchild even go through the house and look for things that maybe we don't need this to be up. The cereal doesn't need to be up so high. We could put it at eye level. Some of the things just to make access and normal everyday living a little easier. Yeah. And speaking of kind of finding things you'd share with me earlier that even just getting an eye checkup is a great place to, to go for removing fall hazards. Right, right. Well, I'm wearing my glasses today and I have uh, blended, you know, I can see far and, and near with these, but sometimes those screw up your depth perception. So then walking on stairs is a little bit scary at first. 
just getting normal checkups, getting your eyeglasses fit to your face so they're not sliding down and then moving where the progressive lenses are. Also, when you're on medications and you get a new medication, we have so many different doctors and specialists double checking with your pharmacist or with your primary doctor that there are no contraindications between the medications because you're on one thing and then you get a prescribed a new thing. And the first day you stand up and get up out of bed, you get real dizzy. Mm -hmm. Those are warning signals. Those are things like, wait a second, is this okay for me? Because what if it's the middle of the night and you're dizzy and it's dark and you don't kind of realize it and now you have a fall? You know, all things that we can just be at least wary of as we age. Well, there's some other good things too to keep in mind. And we're going to call this aging in place. And, and you mentioned some of it. Some words you talked to me are about uh, comfortable, safe, independent. So keeping those in mind, how can you age in place well? Comfortable, safe, and independent. So safety, I guess, is paramount, right? As we age and we become more frail and or a little less energy or balance, those types of things, if we're getting a little unsteady on our feet, having the laundry facilities in the basement down a steep flight of stairs might not be a great idea. So maybe aging in place is I'm just going to move to a condo where the laundry facilities are all on one level. My whole house is a ranch and I don't have stairs. I don't have throw rugs. I have everything just done. I don't have to get up on a ladder for gutters, all those mm -hmm. things. That type of a step can be safety. And as long as you're still driving, that's independent. It's thinking through those things though. Then what, do, what happens if and when I'm no longer driving? That's why a lot of times independent senior communities can be the answer because not only are you in now in a very accessible apartment, like, like a ranch condo would be, but social is accessible. Doctors are accessible. There's even like bistros and restaurants and things happening in the community and they have shuttles to take you like to the festivals or uh, on a ride to see the fall colors, those types of things. And it, it puts everything in your, um, just outside your door, basically, without having to get in a car and drive somewhere. So then you are still as independent as you would be driving. And that's kind of the piece of the puzzle that, um, you know, I've frequently talked this over with my own father. And he said, that's when I'm going to get on the cruise ship, Jenny. And you really do, you could think about these places as cruise ships because you just walk down the hall and there's a beautiful library with computers and you walk a little further down the hall and there's pool tables and a pub for happy hour certain times a week. You know, those kinds of things um, can become very valuable as we lose our independence, which can happen as we age. So we covered safety, independence, and then, oh, the last part is comfortable. Um, of course, any of these have to be something that fits your own lifestyle and personality and what's going to work for you. And honestly, because we have this kind of tsunami of seniors, the market is responding and more and more places are being built and developed. And there are, you know, strokes for all different folks is the quick way to put it. There's very fancy white tablecloth, like, you know, cruise ship type places. And then there's other places that are, you know, more like vinyl tablecloths, coffee on all the time and crossword puzzles. Like what fits you? What feels good to you is an important thing as you start to look at what's available in the world. 
And for many, it can just be a condo. I don't want to push senior living on everyone because not everybody is there. But then just thinking about, okay, when I need care or when I'm no longer independent enough to drive, then what? And thinking through what that strategy might be at that point. Yeah. It sounds like you've uh, been preaching the thought of plan ahead, uh, which, which fits with me being a financial planner, plan ahead for these different things. And it's interesting with that, that safety, independence, comfort kind of level of how do you agent place well, as a lot of people have, uh, you might have one of those that's just really high on, my, on your list. Like, uh, I just want to be independent. I don't want anyone else to take care of me. I want to do things mm-hmm. on your own. And just, but then I run into the people that they're living in an unsafe situation. Like if you, if you can't go up to your second story, uh, if you uh, can't go into the, the basement and your laundry's there and your bathrooms are on the second floor, uh, are you really independent? You know, if you, if you don't feel comfortable doing things because of if it's unsafe, you know, is, are you really actually getting the full experience for what you, you could be doing? And so it's, Right. Uh, I guess the the status quo is often what's comfortable, but when you run through kind of all three of those together, the the safety piece, the independence piece, the the comfortable uh, piece, like what are you used to? Uh, you can find, like you said, there's so many things out there. You can find uh, a facility, you can find a living situation that really fits what it is that you're you're looking for. And of course, except planning ahead is is paramount. It's Jeremy Kyle here, and I know you're listening to the Retirement Reveal Podcast because you want to learn more about making great retirement decisions. I've created a free video course for you to do just that. Head over to 5stepretirementplan.com and sign up to receive this video training right in your email inbox. We broke down our 5-step retirement plan into bite-sized videos so you can get started on the retirement, investment, and tax planning you need to create a consistent retirement income. Go to 5stepretirementplan.com Use the number or spell it out. You'll get there either way. Fivestepretirementplan.com. Thanks for listening. And now for the rest of the show. And so let's start doing that. Let's let's plan ahead a little bit and pretend somebody just came to you and said, I need help finding a different living situation. What what should you look for in an assisted living facility? In an assisted living facility? Right on, yeah. So assisted living would be if you're getting a little bit of care. So someone who has care needs. Um, And so the first questions we're going to ask are, what would those care needs potentially be? And that, you know, getting down to, is it that you just need a little help with bathing and dressing? Or do you need help with putting on those really tight TED socks that are sometimes prescribed? And those are hard to get on and off. I don't care who you are. So let's start there. Um, Or is it things like uh, incontinence? hygiene, things that are, or, or loss of memory and starting to be, you know, really concerned about if a family member might wander or, you know, things like that. So it's going to be what kind of care needs are the issue. And then secondarily, there's going to be some talk about financial, Um, you know, what kind of money do we have to pay for our care? And that's where you kind of come in, um, being the financial planner. Frequently, people say, "Oh, I have to I have to talk to my financial planner and find that out because I'm not completely sure." Or I want to make sure that we've done this in a good way so that we have either set aside a little bit of a savings account, or maybe they've purchased a long term care policy or a short term, you know, what whatever 
there may be to help with those um, situations, which I'm learning more and more about every day, but I would leave it to the experts like yourself. Um, those pieces can kind of help us understand what are going to be sustainable choices. And then the last part is, who are you? What are your health concerns now and in the future? What are the things you like to do now and in the future? What kind of food do you like and don't like? What kind of activities do you like and not like? Um, because that kind of helps chip away at what might work here. And then geography, where is your family? Who's going to visit you? You know, those types of things. We take all of that information and then that combined with places that are doing a great job and have, you know, excellent records in terms of care. We're looking at which places would be good potentials. Then we tour with our families and help them take a look at these and answer questions. There's a lot of education that goes into it um, because when you're looking at a place, you want to understand what's their licensure? What do they have to do and not have to do? There's a lot of leeway within the license. And so understanding what, what it is they're choosing to provide, um, because these are all businesses providing a product. And um, you're spending your money for care. You want to get good care in the type of environment that you want to be in. So you have to be a little bit of a savvy consumer doing that. And that's where we we want to help. Yeah, uh, I'm going to put through on my on my website, we'll put through in the show notes, uh, which will be retirement-reveal.com, just these okay. different lists of things to go through because I think it's uh, so important. And like you said earlier, you can't just uh, say, here's a blanket at age 79 to start looking for this type of care facility or everybody needs this exact thing. Uh, so you're you're going to be able to go through and kind of ask yourselves these questions and, and weigh. It's all going to be uh, weighing together uh, what's uh, the different factors that go in there. I like how you mentioned geography. Uh, my grandma had moved to a new, uh, it wasn't quite assisted living, but she got a little bit of care with it. It was more independent, but had a little bit of care. Uh, yeah. I think she chose it basically because of the three kids of hers in state. I think it was exactly 45 minutes away from, from oh. everybody. Uh, so it's like, let and me just pick the one middle, in the middle. Huh? So that, so she probably solved the geography thing in a, in a way, but then thinking of the sustainable choices, when she got to the next level of care, she moved to another place. So here she is almost 91 years old having to move and, oh. you know, her daughter, youngest daughter, I, it always seems like it's the youngest daughter that's helping out the most. And that's what <laughs> I seem to run across having to go out and find a different place, you know, that's for not easy at that age. mom. Yeah, especially, yeah, 91 and moving. No one likes to move. I mean, I didn't, the last time I moved was, gosh, seven years ago, and I hated it then. Mm -hmm. I don't, no one looks forward to moving when, when they're 80 or, or again, when they're 90, you know? Yeah. So if we can make a good sustainable choice with a good quality place that you feel confident in that, I mean, that's golden. That's what we're, that's what we're searching for. You know, sometimes it can happen that, Either there's a change in leadership or something changes about the place that now you want to move or that there's a something completely different that has changed about your own health that now you feel like you need a different, but that that's going to be fewer and, and far between compared to if, you know, at least we're making the best foot forward choice that we can when we first move. And um, that's right what on. our mission is at Vesta. We want want happy, happy people and, and for a good long, you know, through end of life, hopefully. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about aging in place, finding the best place that's maybe not your home, uh, you know, not your current 
home for a living. What should I have asked you that I haven't already about aging in place or finding just the best residence uh, for you or your parents? One thing I would point out that we're really blessed um, to have in Wisconsin is, and, and I'm sure that, you know, most of your clients, because you're an excellent financial planner, have plenty of asset financial means. But one of the blessings to being a Wisconsinite is that not only do we have Title 19, which is the money for if you run out of if you run out of money in a nursing home, Title 19 or Medicaid is the government program that helps you stay in your nursing home. We have a special family care is a piece of that Medicaid budget that once you choose your assisted living and if you would run out of money in that assisted living, you can stay there. It's a voluntary program and not all communities participate. But if you know that you have only this amount to work with, you want to make a sustainable choice in a place that will be working with that family care program for the if you outlast your funds, if you live longer than how much money you have to pay. And that is kind of important and kind of awesome thing about Wisconsin is that many states, when you run out of money, you have to go to a nursing home. And here in Wisconsin, if you choose a beautiful community where you're getting good care and you've made lots of friends and now you're 97 and you've run out of money, you get to stay there and stay with the the team that you know, the caregivers you know, the friends that you've made and not have to move to a nursing home. And I think that that's really something to be happy that we have and be smart about how we make our decisions so that we kind of have that backup plan built in. Yeah, it goes to your sustainable yeah. choices of just because this is the right place for you now, what happens if your care changes or what happens if your finances change? That's a sounds like a great question to ask any yeah. facility you're looking at is, you know, what happens when I run out of money or or if you know what what are the rules around that, especially if you're not living in Wisconsin, which is now more than half our listeners are are outside of Wisconsin. They're all oh, across I'm the sorry. country. Yeah, and that's that's great because that now shows, you know, here's the things you should be looking for. This is a, a good question. Right. What are the rules related to basically, you know, kicking me out of Yes. And of and the, those are important questions to ask. Some hall. Yeah. Yeah. And and other states may have some sort of a waiver program here or there. And I don't know all the states because I'm specifically an expert here in Wisconsin. But um those just asking that question, what happens, um, is certainly important, you know, to to making the best choices sustainably you know, for, for how long will my money last? How long will I be able to stay here and get the care that I think I'm, you know, the best care I, that I've chosen. Right on. Well, I've got one more question for you, Jenny, before we get to that, tell us what's the best way for people to reach out to you. Oh, terrific. One easy way to find us is on the internet. And that would be www.vestaseniornetwork.com. And then we have a page on there where you can just fill in a form and we'll give you a call. Otherwise, we have a, a, I'll just give you my phone number is 414-617-6143. We have a group of elder care consultants ready and able to help out, sit down or even just talk and answer a few questions if that's all someone needs. You know, not everyone is looking to, you know, check me in. I want to move to assisted living or I want to move to independent living. Sometimes it's just a few questions to kind of get a feeling of what's right for you. So, and we're happy to answer those questions because it's far better to start getting answers and going in a forward direction of something that's going to work for you than 
or, you know, for the specific person than to just wonder and worry, which a lot of us are guilty of, you know, just ask the question, we're here to help. Yeah, I like that. Uh, prepare and plan instead of wonder and worry. I like that idea on there. And of course, yeah. one way to do that is if you're wanting more great ideas on retirement, just go ahead, click that subscribe button. We'll keep giving you those good ideas on retirement, good guests like, like Jenny here. But uh, tell us something about yourself, Jenny. We're going to do our final question. Tell us something about yourself that few people know about. And remember, this podcast is rated clean. Yeah. <laughs> few people would know about me. Let's see. Um, I'm a beach lover. I just came back from a little family vacation in North Carolina on the Outer Banks and had a little rest and relaxation. I read two and a half books. I'm still trying to finish that third book, but um, I'm a reader. Um, you know, love the sunshine and the ocean. Well, uh, being from Wisconsin, you get, uh, sunshine's a rare commodity. So I, I, I see how you appreciate that. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for teaching us all about ways to age in place well, but also how to find the best facility for yourself or for your, your loved ones of what should you be asking and how should you be getting ready for all that? It's, it's been a big help. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. It was wonderful. Thank you. And well, thank you for listening to the Retirement Reveal Podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you'll feel better about your money and you'll make better money decisions. This was another great episode of the Retirement Revealed Podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to automatically get our latest episodes. If you liked our show and want even more, please give us a rating and a review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would love to hear from you. Please go to retirement-revealed.com to learn more and send us your questions and feedback. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners, Thrivent, or its affiliates. The guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by Thrivent Advisor Network. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal accounting or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have with your investment planning. Advisory persons of Thrivent provide advisory services under a doing business as name or may have their own legal business entities. However, advisory services are engaged exclusively through Thrivent Advisor Network LLC or Registered Investment Advisor. Kyle Financial Partners and Thrivent Advisor Network LLC are not affiliated companies. Information in this message is for the intended recipients only. Please visit our website, www.kylefp.com, for important disclosures.